Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Oh yeah? Oh yeah? Well, hello my sweet lovers, Marato Tle, and welcome to Tasso, the African Sex Show Online. I'm Lorraine Leinhardt, your host and creator of Tasso, saving it raw and keeping it real. Keeping it real. So how about you open your mind and expand your erotic horizons? Welcome aboard to an exhilarating ride with your number one undisputed African sex goddess. Okay, that part may be wrong, but hey, join my naughty cult and connect with all my sexy people around the world. This is Tasso, rated 18 plus and definitely not for the faint-hearted. Are you ready? Are you ready? Little things that we think are cute, like spank- mm-hmm. spanking a girl, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes some guys can actually hit really hard, <laughs> and, <laughs> and if you're like in the middle of it, you know, and he's, you can see he's really enjoying himself and everything, and the sex was good until that point where actually it, you just get disorientated, <laughs> like, like, what the fuck just happened? And, you know, you want to say gently, but you don't want to spoil the mood at the same time. So, you know, mm. it's like there's always like an element, a degree of violence or aggression uh, in sex, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> it's like, you know, some some people, I don't know who came up with this. Mm-hmm. And I see it a lot in porn as well. And I've I've experienced it as well and i know it happens a lot you know where somehow uh a man will hold your neck um okay like, like with his hand <laughs> bring it on <laughs> bring it on <laughs> like I've with his hand too. like you've seen that right yeah you Whether... kind of like hold somebody's neck and yeah because sometimes oh my god like if you if and you took a picture, you and yeah, that. if you took a picture from a different angle, it would look like you're killing the person. <laughs> but but you're not. And the thing is, they do it like, you know, when they're really having fun. Because the thing is, when the pussy gets really nice, he forgets he's fucking holding your neck. <laughs> and then Did he holds t- you that or No, I know this. I know this from experience. <laughs> You know, somebody will be holding your neck and then they lose a sense of how much pressure they're actually putting on your neck while when it's getting really intense and nice and then suddenly you're thinking, dude, you're choking me, you know? If you're going to come, you better do it quick. (laughs) So the problem, the problem here, let's establish the problem. The problem is with you. As ladies, uh, whenever oh, okay, this... sorry. I, I thought you meant me personally. I'm thinking, what, damn? <laughs> yeah, the problem the is problem with is me? With you, <laughs> as ladies, uh-huh. that whenever this guy is kind of like having the intensity of sex with you and mm-hmm. holding your neck mm-hmm. and kind of like grabbing it, so you don't want to tell him that, dude, you're choking me <laughs> because he's... <laughs> He's, he's yeah, enjoying sometimes, himself. Because sometimes you are also enjoying yourself, but, you know, the whole neck thing is distracting my my pleasure as well. And, you know, the more he gets intense, especially if he's on top, 
he forgets and then he puts his weight on your fucking neck like he almost like he's leaning in there but some of them even if you're not actually um underneath him somehow they just feel like oh they have to hold you by the neck and literally look straight in your eyes sometimes it can be really creepy <laughs> Do you know what? I swear to God, a lot of people will be listening to this and they can relate because it happens quite a lot. I don't know why. It's, I think it's like a, a control issue, just wanting to control that person's body or whatever. And it has its cuteness to a point, but then it it verges on being a bit dangerous. The thing is, let's try and do and 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 and, and look at it in this way. Mm-hmm. Sex is a pleasurable thing. Yeah, but we have to accept that, you know, sex has a degree, you know, of of aggression that is let, actually let, also let, let, pleasurable. Let me ask you a question. Mm. Is sex a sport? Or yeah, sex. in a way, uh, all it's it's yeah. I think in a way, it also is a sport. It's not just a sport, but I think yeah, sports is part of sex because, uh, as you know, you can also use sex as a form of exercise. And yeah, so it's it's not an Olympic sport, obviously, but <laughs> but yeah, there is some uh, sports. In so sex. if it's a sport, that means there are injuries. <laughs> That can be sustained in that sport. Yeah, but the injuries, the injuries can be fatal. Like you know, there there'll be people who actually want you to. uh, People are all getting all wrapped up with the whole choking on a dick. Like if you're giving oral sex to a guy and they want you to choke, and that gives them pleasure, you know. When you're choking. Yeah, it's like a big thing, you know. Uh, it tells it. I don't know. It massages their ego, and they feel like their their dick is big. I don't know, but you know, a lot of people are into it, and I'm sure people listening to this will be thinking, "Damn, Lorraine, you don't choke on a dick. You know, you're boring." Let me. Let me. But say it, it is. It it is a thing. So that's why I'm saying that you know that some of these things that may seem a little bit, you know, under edge of being violent uh actually people really like them and women enjoy them men enjoy them and they think uh, it's part of the the fun i don't enjoy rough sex personally yeah, but a lot of people do this is a thing yeah th- that's what i'm saying from a perspective i am standing mm-hmm. i love my wife so much that she doesn't have to be an object when we are in that act, mm-hmm. she has. So, but what to about be a you know things like spanking, human. like things like spanking? You know, uh, we were saying, okay, they're kind of oh. cute, you know, but there's got to be like a psychological reason why people actually enjoy stuff like that. I mean, I don't mind a bit of a spank, but. I'm trying to understand what, you know, what is, how is that nice? Even though I know I can enjoy it as well, but I'm trying to figure out why, why am I enjoying being spanked? You, you know, the thing is, I, I, I believe that sex is a concentration 
like you said, it's a sport, right? Mm-hmm. It's a concentration sport. When you're concentrating on playing chess on the chessboard, mm-hmm. you don't want anybody distracting you by playing dance next to a chessboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What an analogy. <laughs> You concentrate on this thing. You want to win. Both of you want to win this game. Okay. Honestly, I'm just having a picture of my mind of somebody trying to play chess and somebody else dancing. <laughs> the gumboot on the side. You can't have somebody doing paka 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 in the side. Oh, my stomach hurts. <laughs> when the queen is about to be kind of invaded. <laughs> yeah. Your queen is about to be invaded and somebody is playing paka 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 at the side. <laughs> and that paka paka noise you're making also is quite a kind of dirty, Mr. Silo. Come and behave yourself. <laughs> and I'm thinking, let's put it in the sexual context. I've always yeah, actually had, you know, talking about gyms and uh, sports and whatever, I've always had this term of uh sexual gymnastics and yeah, it's, well. it's something that a lot of especially young young guys you know they really get into sexual gymnastic where you don't even understand if this guy is he really can can you honestly tell me he's enjoying this shit because they're just busy you know like every skill that they know everything they just want to put it in one session like yeah i'm gonna give it my all i'm gonna do everything and then it just gets exhausting and you just disconnect spiritually, emotionally or whatever. You just kind of disconnect because then it becomes just a physical activity. It's like running on a treadmill. <laughs> you know what? I, 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 I don't know. I've, I've watched some of these shows, you know, you know, romantic shows from, you know, the, you know, from China and the Chinese and all that. I'm sorry, is that porn or are we talking films? Films. Uh, Whenever they are nearly getting into the romantic act, you know that, kind of like they play their low, lovely music. Mm. You know, that's how sex supposed to be. You think so? It's supposed to bring you I think, I don't know. For me, I just think it has to be a bit of both. No, no, no. Uh, But it's, it's, it's like where... I think it's important for people to find that nice balance, you know, between the uh, the mellow sweetness and whatever gentleness, tenderness or whatever, and uh, the aggression, a bit of, you know, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a favorite artist of mine mm. who's called, he's late now. He's a jazz artist. Mm. He's an African guy called Yuma Segela. Okay. Yuma Segela owned a, 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 a jazz club, mm-hmm. or he's still running. He owns a jazz club, and in that jazz club, when jazz is playing, because jazz is a music for concentration, mm-hmm. when jazz is playing in his establishment, everybody that really wants to talk, they got to go and do the talking outside. Yuma Segela will chase you 
the hell out of his club when you're making noise. <laughs> I, I'm serious. This is the real fact about the late Yuma Segala. He will chase the hell out of you in his club. So it's you think you feel that women, so, if uh, if you just wanted somebody to make love to you, and then this guy comes with this sexual gymnastic, you should just tell him, okay, I think it's time to go. <laughs> exactly. Here we're playing jazz, okay? <laughs> we're not doing sport. It's jazz. Yeah. It's, it's pleasure. That's why you 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 see, this is the the, the African sex show. You know, we talk about pleasure. We don't talk about pain. We're not encouraging pain. We're encouraging pleasure. It's like this thing of, um, you know, when you're doing doggy and you kind of pull somebody's hair from the back. Why would and you it, want... Like, you know, you'd be would, freaking out thinking, oh my God, I'm going to lose my dreads. But <laughs> thank you. When this why thing is would, done. And especially that women you, now wear wigs and weaves and you're thinking, ooh. <laughs> Imagine you kind of like having everything you you you're wanting to hold on to that hair, and, and then you, you pull out a wig. <laughs> you pull out a wig. You know those things happen. I've seen videos of stuff like that happening. Like whoa, shit. <laughs> Sorry. Because <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> some women actually get really freaked out because they don't want to be seen without that whatever that sort of hair that those wigs and stuff. And then they're so worried, like oh my god, I hope he doesn't touch my hair because if it comes out, oh. I'd feel so uncomfortable. That's but what I'm yeah. saying. Sex is a pleasurable thing. You can't get into the field of play looking beautiful as Lorraine with your lovely dreadlocks and then somebody <laughs> after the session. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine the guy is finishing having sex with his, his in three of your dreadlocks. <laughs> and he's like, this oh is a souvenir. That's, that's a proper warrior, you know? <laughs> I'm just, a warrior. I've been yeah, rewarded. He's just been to war. This, this is a result <laughs> of doggy style. Yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> he went for a kill and he came up with... <laughs> Imagine. He came out of with uh, something to show for it, like, yeah. And when, <laughs> when, when you're bathing as a woman, you kind of like feel like your head is kind of pounding. That's why you guys have got countless headaches and you're saying you've got a migraine. It's not a freaking migraine. You had it yourself. <laughs> when the dude was pulling your hair from the back, <laughs> you kind of like... And that's the funny thing because, you know, like I believe that sex can cure a headache. So if I had a headache and then I thought, nah, let me just have sex with him, you know, get rid of this headache. And then you're going to be pulling my hair you know, and I'm it's gonna be having the, it's it, damaging the nerves in your head, and it's just gonna make my headache even worse. Like, whoa, <laughs> dude, you know. <laughs> and then every time we talk to you about, oh, baby, are you okay? You can't ask, am I okay when you just had sex with me and you're pulling my hair? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Just just as I'm talking to you right now, you know, it's about this topic. Somebody just sent me uh, a message on WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. And this message is like a long story about uh, a woman just talking about how she enjoys sex, right? Mm -hmm. And then she's talking about um, how she doesn't like uh, these men who are polite, who sort of initiate sex like politely, you know, gently. And some of the men who actually ask for sex, you know, women get turned off by stuff like that. They don't want you know, a, a man who is, like, asking for sex. Mm -hmm. 
So, like, they just want the men to just come and grab them and take control, you know, and they kind of feel that it's quite masculine and sexy, you know. If you're wearing your panties, they just want a man who can they just come and... They want to rip your panties. Yeah, rip and your you panties just, off and, and all that. You go yeah. and buy them. How, how no, much money is, you... Here is the point I'm trying to, to make, though. All that is sexy and nice, and I, for one, will probably enjoy that, too. But how much of that is influencing sexual violence? Thank you for bringing that because you know you it's see. like a I don't know. I'll give you an example. I love uh, morning sex, like you know morning <clears> sex, <throat> and I don't want somebody to wake me up for sex i want him to just get started and then i'll wake up when the dick is already inside <laughs> 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 and, but now i'm actually over analyzing all those things and thinking how did i get to like stuff like that <laughs> i know, you know i know and stuff well, like, you know it's the same thing with uh wanting men to just kind of come and rip your panties and just get on with it how much of that is actually encouraging rape and sexual violence? Because you, if, if, if somebody is fast asleep and you just slide a dick inside them, it's not really consented. It's not consensual. Even though in my case, if the person is my partner, I'm going to love it. But where do you draw the line? How do you balance? And as a man, how do you even begin to know what's wrong and what's right, when to do things like that and when not to? Is it not a little bit too confusing to men or I don't know. You tell no, me no. from a man's perspective on this. Let, let, as a man and as a married man, I, I always say this because I believe that my wife is part of my home. She's an equal to me. Mm -hmm. When it comes to sexual matters, if she tells you no, it's a no. And there is no compromise on that. Okay, so basically you're saying I, that you can get started with these things, but if the, the woman then says, oh, no, you have to stop, then you just stop, then it's okay. Thank you. Okay. You've got to... You, if it makes you feel as if you are... You know, there are men... You know, you've got a conscience as a person. You've got to have the conscience. Mm -hmm. You... You don't want somebody to be forcing you to be doing things you don't want to do, mm -hmm. would you? So as a man, from the man's perspective, if you are now feeling like what you are doing is forcing somebody to be doing something they don't want to do, then when they are saying no to it, you rather stop. Okay. So basically, the, trying uh, what you're saying is, to find a balance and stuff like that, you can just come home and then rip her clothes off and, you know, put her panties to Why the side. Why are you ripping and the clothes in the first place? Because apparently women find it sexy sometimes for a man to be rough like that and, like, you know, take control and be dominant and be, like, a warrior. Do you know what I mean? Apparently, women find it a, You are already sexy. a warrior. You know, the, the thing is, sometimes women... Yeah, but sometimes you get to exaggerate your... No, no, no. Women encourage silly stupidness. I'm sorry to say. They encourage this stupid thing of trying to make men feel like they... 
It's your body for the feet for pitnet's sake. It's your body. Mm -hmm. And the clothes he's ripping, if he's your boyfriend, he ain't buying them. Okay? Wow. wow. How many that's men debatable. buy the clothes they rip? No, that's debatable. For me, if you're going to be ripping off my panties, you're, you're buying. That's, Thank that's... you. <laughs> but how many of them buy them? They rip them off and go, once the sex is finished, the show is finished. Oh, well, maybe, yeah. We power well, I, I can only speak you. for me personally. For me personally, <laughs> it has to be with somebody that I know can afford it. Otherwise, it has to stop like, dude, what? Did you just rip? You know how much those panties cost? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So women, sometimes, they always take a lot of, oh, so-and-so is doing it, and so-and-so mm -hmm. is doing it. I understand it's nice. And everybody else end up doing it. But you don't know why you're doing it. Because Lorraine said it's nice. But sometimes, do. yeah, sometimes you hear that about something and then um, you try it yourself and then you find that actually, ooh, I kind of liked that. Do, do you know what I mean? And then you want to do more of it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so let me say this. Mm -hmm. Violence in sex is not, it's not sexy. sex. Mm -hmm. But I don't care how you define it. Yeah, but if whether the, you like it, but is you don't. are there like degrees of violence? First degree of violence, like what you're saying, is ripping off somebody else's clothes. Mm -hmm. And yeah, then this is where what, the debate is. Like, you know, what degree of violence? is actually let's do this you know there is a, a story that's been happening on sky news of john wobble whatever his name is this rapist who raped the black cab rapist and all that yeah. who raped about i think it's 15 20 women that he raped mm -hmm. do you think john wobbles was but he was like, dragging them wasn't he yes he was dragging them and ripping their panties off Mm -hmm. So, if you are encouraging your boyfriend to do that to you, so you might as well let, let somebody out there do it to no, you on the street. No, 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 no. I don't think that makes sense at all. Like, if if I'm... Uh, you are practicing for it at home. No, but if you're doing it between two loving people, consenting of it, and you're in a, in a relationship together and you want to do it, it doesn't mean... There are so many things that you let your, your, your partner do to you that you're not... Even if they're, they're non-violent, but you won't let other people from outside do them to you. So that one is... <laughs> so it doesn't why hold much encourage water. it at home when you cannot... If, if the both of you enjoy it, if the both of you enjoy it, then, you know... Uh, you can this do is it. my question. But this I'm is my, just this, this is my question. What's there to enjoy in violence? And we keep on preaching. We keep on preaching the same message. Mm -hmm. Oh, sexual violence is bad. Don't be rapist. Men don't be rapist. Yet you encourage it at home. What kind of what kind of society are we bu building? We're building a society that says it's fine when you two agree. To be violent. <laughs> no, but the thing is, we're talking about <laughs> degrees of violence here. 
uh, okay, maybe like so, violent. Okay, I think the question that I'm I'm really trying to get to is are little things like spanking somebody's bum and pulling their hair and choking them with the dick are those can those be rated as violence that's what i'm trying to get to and yes it is violence it is Why violence would you choke somebody with your teeth <laughs> <laughs> and what's the enjoyment seeing somebody choke with your instrument i don't know i can only speak for myself i've never actually done that you know i, I didn't want to admit that <laughs> on castle <laughs> But, you know, I've tried many things, but that's one of the things that I have not tried because I, you know, I don't like gagging and, you know, I don't even do that with a toothbrush, you know, when so, you just go too much, too, too far in your throat and stuff. So, yeah, I, for me personally, I just, it's not something that uh, turns me on in any way, like choking on a dick. But I know that it's quite popular and it's quite fashionable. It's trendy and, you know, it, it's becoming the norm. It's like it's becoming standard that, yeah, you got you to gotta choke on it, you know. I've even heard sure. of people when, you know, this uh, where somebody's getting married and they, they take the bride to the side to sort of give her a little sex talk about how mm -hmm. she should behave as a wife. And, you know, these days in weddings, at, at, at weddings, brides get told like, yeah, you know, do this, you know, give him head and choke on it, girl. Do what you got to do to make your, your man happy. And, yeah, so it's little things like that. But I'm trying to kind of uh, look at this uh, from another angle, like the, the psychological implications of uh, such acts. Can I just, you know, one thing I have tried to understand, especially when it comes to the sexual aspect of life in our humanity, is that mm. it looks like women are more used as the pleasurers of men, mm -hmm. unlike it's supposed to be a balance. But have you actually have you actually asked yourself why that is? Where is that coming from? I have asked myself without no answer because I I am totally I advocate more for women to because, try and, like, okay. and be themselves. This actually takes me uh, on to what a big part of this episode is about. Uh, which mm -hmm. is how our cultural beliefs uh, sometimes or cultural traditional practices sometimes are a, a huge factor and uh, influence how we think now and how we act, how we behave sexually. Like, you know, if, for example, you come from cultures where um, sex was always about pleasuring a man, it was something that you give to a man, uh, to a point mm -hmm. where those... Uh, cultures they would uh, encourage um, vaginal mutilation and stuff because they believe that if they cut off your clits or whatever they they cut off the chances of you as a woman enjoying sex because they believe that if you enjoy sex you're going to be promiscuous so basically it was like okay you can have sex with your man but you can't enjoy it. So, you know, those cultures, 
uh, I think over decades or whatever, they have taught us that sex is something you give to a man. And even though we're now a civilized society and, you know, we're educated, whatever, we're a little bit advanced, I think there's still some residual, um, those beliefs are still lingering somehow in our minds and affecting us now. You know, a lot of people want to think that those things are gone there in the past, you know, something that used to happen in the past. But I think they are still, like our cultural beliefs are still affecting us now. So, mm -hmm. yeah, you are right that, you know, it's still in a large way commonly um, in some way accepted that sex is something that you give to a man. Like even in the modern world, you know, there's still women who actually believe that uh, I'm giving it to him. But I think, you know, the like if we're teaching like culturally if we're teaching women that sex is something that they give to a man and then we're teaching the men that sex is something that they take from a woman like oh i took her virginity that type of thing it actually has a, a much deeper impact uh in how we 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 have sex even today so, mm -hmm. you know, things like that, I think, in some way, encourage encourage sexual violence. Mm -hmm. It's Indeed. like, you know, it's like, for example, um, there's this, I don't know in Zimbabwe, but I can only guess that it's more or less the same. And, and I think it's the same in most parts of Africa, where we were kind of taught that as a woman, you know, you have to play hard to get. And I think it's not just in Africa, it's, you know, the world at large. You have to play hard to get. Because I was watching this um, movie, This it's like a, a chick flick. It's an American film. I think it's called She's Not Into You or something like that. She's just not into you. It's not just into you or something like that. And then mm -hmm. there was a scene in that film where um, a little girl is trying to play with some little boy. And uh, the boy is being mean. And mm -hmm. the mom tells her, no, it's because he likes you. Mm -hmm. And we are taught that, you know, in, in like growing up in our cultures or everywhere really in the world as it appears, like that, you know, if a boy is being a bit mean to you, he likes you. Sometimes even the other way around, if you're trying to talk to a girl and she's being a bit mean, like, oh, you know, uh, she's just playing hard to get, but she likes you. Mm -hmm. But that education, I think, you know, plays in our minds, uh, even into adulthood. And we think that it's okay. And then we end up not actually trying to find the balance, like uh, trying to have an understanding of when is no, no. When, when does no mean no? And when does no mean maybe? When does no mean yes? Do you know what I mean? You know, I've, I've said uh, a lot of times I've spoken to a lot of people who are like, um, I've, um, I believe in a straight talk mm -hmm. as a man. And maybe that's why most women who have hit on and um, they've said no and have let it go, Mm -hmm. and chest on other prospect hate me because 
to they, me, a yeah, no is a they're no. Made to, they're taught to feel that, oh, if he's not persistent and pursuing me more, he's not serious. He did not really like me. You, you, know, know, this, this, you, you see what I'm getting at, how confusing yeah. this whole thing is. What I have always tried to say to people is, I'm a serious person. When I come with an offer to you, Lorraine, it, I mean it. That's the silo I know. You know, the silo I know is a man that will come with an offer to you and say, this is what I believe in and this is what I'm going to do. And when I say that, if you take it, you take it. If you don't, I know it's not up for discussion. But do you agree? Other, do you agree that at, uh, in, in our cultures, especially, like we're taught to believe that uh, if, like if you offer a woman, if, if as a man you come to, you approach a woman and she just willingly accepts you, you know, that woman can somehow be seen as a bit of a whore, like, oh, she's too easy, she's a slut. No. But it, for me, I... No, I, not I for you believe... personally, not for you personally, but do you acknowledge that that is the thing? It, it does happen for many people. It does indeed, but it shouldn't be encouraged. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but I'm not talking about whether or not it should be encouraged, but I'm talking more about acknowledging that it is there because without acknowledging such things happen, we cannot solve the, any problems. If we're in denial and saying that, no, those things don't happen, then we can't solve any problems. But by acknowledging, that's the first step to actually, you know, recognizing the issue like, okay, you know what, this actually has to be talked about, has to be dealt with in some way. So, you know, we women are made, you know, there's too much stigma attached to... Uh, women. Yeah, things like that way. Okay, if, if, if you're a woman and you're, you're good and bad, you know how to please a man, you're a hoe. Let, let's you know, just... Let's do this. Mm -hmm. On Tasana, on we should try as well and also put this as an educational factor there. Mm -hmm. No matter how our world is saying mm -hmm. things, women are not instruments to be used by men for satisfaction. That, that's my first kind of like way I would say this. And women shouldn't as well think that by if somebody, if you don't want something, you don't want it. Yeah, and, and you know, I think that's probably one of the the most um, effective way of dealing with this is actually empowering women to know that they are not. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, telling men alone that, hey, women are not instrument, when women themselves think that they are just sex objects as well, and mm -hmm. they are there for uh, for pleasing men, then you are not winning. You know, you're mm -hmm. not getting anywhere whatsoever if a, a woman just believes that, yeah, um, if I have sex with a man, I'm actually doing him a favor. I'm giving him something, you know, mm -hmm. and it's not like a, a mutual give and take thing where she's also receiving something. You're giving each other pleasure or whatever. You, you, you're celebrating each other. Then, exactly. then it is a problem because I think 
there's a, a, a need uh, of a shift, a change of mindsets for both uh, genders? Well, you know, this is where I've always had a, a bit of a problem, especially with my African brothers, or I would say mostly because I grew up in Zimbabwe, I've got a problem with my Zimbabwean brothers, is that when a woman tells them no, it doesn't happen. Just because you took your money to her parents' place as a token of creating a relationship between the two is because men have not been taught what lobola is or mm -hmm. a bride price is in 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 in, in the whole context. Mm -hmm. Just because you paid your ten thousand dollars or ten thousand pounds to have a hand in marriage with this woman or a certain woman that you are living with. They think that they're buying sexual they rights. They think that they're buying sexual rights. It's not that. It's that you have created an avenue of relationship between the two families that you can now go and speak to her parents on her behalf. She can go and speak to your parents on your behalf if there are matters arising in building yeah, your family. There's, uh, yeah, there's a lot more to the subject of Lobola, and I've actually created uh, another episode that just specializing on uh, Lobola and what it means to us now, today, and, you know, what, what uh, it was intended to be. But we're going to discuss that uh, in detail on another episode. But, uh, yeah, just basically to, to wrap up this one, um, yeah, I wanted to, to, to focus more on the issue of how, like, our cultural beliefs uh, tend to influence... Violence. Vi yeah, violence in some way, uh, unacceptable sexual or criminal behavior. Like, you mm -hmm. know, sometimes you can actually hear that a certain person has been accused of rape, and you think, really? You know him. You know you. You haven't. You never would have thought of him as like a, a violent person or whatever. But somehow they've been accused of rape, and you wonder how things like that happen. And you you can actually look at somebody, and they would actually convince you that no, they believe they genuinely believe that uh, the sex was consented. And then, like when you go deeper into it and try to figure out why they would have thought so. And it, it may well be because sometimes we are taught that uh, when, when a woman say no, says no, it's just her playing hard to get, you know, and it's part of it. It's part of foreplay. It's part of the fun and that turns you on. And then the more you pursue her, the more you feel special and the more you make her sp feel special. So, yeah, it's, it's a quite a complex topic. Let's say me and you are in bed. Mm -hmm. When I first touch you in areas that suggest that I need to go there, mm -hmm. when I see you responding by opening up your legs, yeah, but you not know, touching it... me, it shows that most probably we are heading somewhere. But if you tell me, no, no, 
you definitely know exactly what somebody know, does. I know what you mean. Uh, I know what you mean, Mr. Silo, but I honestly am convinced that some women, even, even when they actually uh, want to respond, like want to touch you back and whatever, they are conditioned to feel embarrassed to do that, embarrassed to initiate sex, embarrassed to be willingly wanting sex. Like they feel they're going to suffer from this stigma of being labeled like, oh, she's a whore. She wanted it. You know, she was going for it as well. So they feel the need to like hold back. And even if you are touching them or whatever, even if they wanted to, they still somehow play hard to get even when you're right there. So it's difficult to, it can be difficult to understand if they really mean no. So, you know, this is where I'm getting at. Because you, mm-hmm. you, you're taught to, like, um, as a woman, I think part of sex as well is is teasing. Teasing a man is a, a big part of sex. But yes. it's, it's learning that art, that craft of, you know, how much teasing is just teasing and how much teasing is actually, you know, dangerous in a way. Because, I don't know, you know what I mean anyway. Teasing a man is... It's part of sex and it's supposed to be a turn on and supposed to be sexy and cute and all that. But some of it can actually lead to unpleasant sexual activities where actually you were not teasing. You actually meant no. You actually did not want sex. That, that's what I'm saying. That now, <laughs> thanks to Tasha that we have to try and educate one another as a people that women you are not instruments for sex therefore when you're not instruments for sex when somebody is initiating things that you don't want come out clear and specifically say i'm not part of the people that say no and they mean yes. Specify that. Mm-hmm. So that somebody would know exactly, even if they attack you, you put that in the in writing. Yeah, <laughs> when so, you say it. You yeah, I think that's actually that. right. I think you are actually, what, what you're saying is actually right. That I think uh, maybe more effort has to be put into empowering women to speak out and just, say what they mean like even mm-hmm. if even if they know that okay you know what i like mr silo but you know i'm just not ready right now i would mm-hmm. like to 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 make love to him maybe in the future but not today they should have mm-hmm. uh the courage to just tell the person look i really like you and you know perhaps if we just get to know each other more i will end up you know having mm-hmm. a sexual relationship with you but just at the moment i'm not ready and i'm being serious about that but mm-hmm. Where it's like, you know, done in like a, an extremely casual manner where you're not actually being firm about it. Uh, and it's, it may just be seen as a bit of a tease. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes uh, the man would have already established that you like them. And, and this, again... This is where the issue of date rape comes into it. Because Mm -hmm. if they have established that you like them and then suddenly they're trying to have sex with you and you say no, sometimes it it gets a little bit confusing for for some men. 
But if you are able to to just tell them straight that look, I do like you, correct, and I'm I'm interested in getting to know you, but I'm just not ready for sexual uh, activity with you yet. But if we women can be firm in telling men that I'm not saying that women are to blame for rape, you know, let's not just get it twisted. Because I know people mm. will be listening to this and thinking, oh, I'm issues. That yeah, you know, that women are to- the point I'm trying to make here is I think there is an, a necessity to empower women more to speak out and just be firm about it and mean what they say and then not be confused by what we've been taught culturally, you know, about playing a little bit hard to get and whatever, because it can contribute into confusing men. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I I remember there was a time when I was single mm. and I would help my fellow women. Every time I'd help them, I'd tell them, look, I'm not helping you because I want sexual favors from you. Get that into your head. I'm helping you because you are a human being. Right? Mm-hmm. That being said, whatever will happen between us in the course of me helping you, it doesn't give you the right to believe that you did that because you wanted to pay me back. Anything that would happen in the course of us helping each other is that we kind of like, it may have been an accident when it happened. But don't feel like you owe me or you are giving that back to me as a favor of paying me back. Yeah, because, you know, uh, it's common also uh, back home sometimes or even here, actually, where like a man takes you out for dinner. Mm-hmm. And they feel that because they paid for for your dinner or for your drinks you know, you owe them sex. That's a wrong mentality that I'm and then, trying. And then it, it becomes even worse. Sometimes some women also feel like they're indebted to you. They feel like, oh shit, you know what? This guy just spent so much money on me, you know, buying me this all this expensive champagnes and stuff. So they, therefore I owe, I owe him some pussy. <laughs> Don't laugh because it's actually... <laughs> It's actually very serious, you know. This is where it, you know it gets difficult. Like I was saying, I keep saying, you know, like both sexes need to be educated about this. It's, it's the same thing. Like men would pay lobola and think, oh, I'm paying for sex, you know. So this woman, and then the woman would be thinking that, okay, because this guy paid lobola, you know, I have to give him sex every time because he's already paid for it. It's the same thing, even in the modern world, you know, uh, a guy just goes out and buys you a few drinks, you know, buys, you, you know, you feel like, oh, my God, he just spent all this money on me. So, yeah. Uh, let me say this to women who will be listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Women, you are queens. You have to live like queens. You never see Queen Elizabeth II go out to a restaurant with a guy and the guy is 
expected to be in Buckingham Palace. When the queen takes you out for dinner, it's in her terms. Not your terms as a man. So women... I was so scared when you started this. I was thinking, oh shit, where is he going in this? <laughs> women... I don't want to be discussing the queen. I don't want to get into trouble. <laughs> women, you are queens. When you go out with a guy, you have the power. Let it be in your terms, not in his terms. Get that right. You are queens, you dominate, you win. Don't be one because somebody bought you a thigh of Nando's chicken. You know, I once talked to uh, a lady, an American lady, uh, and she's one of these spiritual gurus and whatever. And, you know, this was years ago. And she actually said something that was quite profound to me. Mm -hmm. And she, she's like, you know, Lorraine, I want to give you advice, woman to woman. You're a young woman. You're still growing, blah, blah, blah. But I just want to give you advice. I want you to put yourself on like a 40 feet pedestal. Mm -hmm. And while you are up there and this guy comes to you and say, hey, baby, you want to come down here and have a talk with me? Say, no, don't baby me. Get yourself a 40 feet ladder and come up here and meet me here. Mm -hmm. Your terms. You, do you know what I mean? Because I, with, with us women, especially when we come from cultures where you believe that at a certain age you have to be married and all that, we tend to lower our standards. <laughs> we, we, it's true we tend to lower our standards and think you know what i have to reduce myself to meet this guy at his level just so i can have a husband just so i can be in a relationship and not you know suffer from the stigma of being a single woman at my age so we, we tend to do that and uh, i don't know like i say my advice when i conclude this mm -hmm. to you women is don't be a Tesco's value woman. Every little helps. Let <laughs> always be, if you are a, 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 an H&M, what do they call this store that is expensive? <laughs> Not H&M, no. <laughs> M a, MS, is it the one? Well, Max and, and Spencer. Max and Spencer. Yeah. <laughs> When you are a Max and Spencer product, you cannot be sold at Tesco's. <laughs> Stay oh as God. a Max and Spencer pro product, and your value. Mr. Silo, I am so yes. not advertising Max and Spencer on my podcast for free. <laughs> <laughs> when you are a, your value should not depreciate because somebody is getting married next to you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Your value should stay the same because if somebody wants to have you at the value you are, they will always put up with that value. Yeah, they'll meet you up there. And in they fact, they'll meet you up at your value. Yeah, and in fact, try to even encourage you to be a better person than you already are. So that's that's hallelujah. You, you, you have preached my gospel now. Thank you, Mr. Silo, but you had me at those gum boots and chest thing. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot, you cannot enjoy 
playing chess with somebody <laughs> paka paka at the side. You need to concentrate. Oh my god. That's how sex is. You concentrate. <laughs> I, I don't want to be disturbed yes. when I'm having sex. You you are gonna confuse people more. You're gonna make sex sound like a right typical, difficult, you know, task. <laughs> It's not a difficult task. It's an enjoyable task. When you're enjoying your food, you concentrate on it. You don't eat. Listen, this is just a simple thing. You know what? I read somewhere. Uh, this woman was asking, you know, when people having sex, is it really important for for them to hump each other? Like, can't you just put a dick in there and just leave it there? And and some guy answered her and say, well. How about you try to just put food in your mouth and don't chew it, don't swallow it, and see what happens? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's exactly what I'm saying. Sex is like food. You are praise God. You know, you you gotta pray for that thing. <laughs> yeah, Father, I pray for this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, pray for this beautiful, beautiful pussy. <laughs> we are about to eat. <laughs> Let it bring health. To our bodies, let it oh nourish my... our minds, <laughs> our spirits. Mister <laughs> Silo, you need Jesus. <laughs> I got Jesus. That's why Jesus created that thing. I'm, I'm gonna let you go now that you're getting into this kind of stuff. You're gonna get me in trouble, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna get in trouble. We're talking about real stuff. <laughs> That's why it's called the African sex, yo. Yeah, you should say grace before sex, like hallelujah. <laughs> Thank hallelujah. You God. But Thank you know, you I, I once had uh, a guy who did that, but after sex. And he's thanking you. That's yeah, a good guy. But it freaked me out, and I'm like, what the no, fuck? No, it don't have to freak you out, girl. He's appreciated. But I've also <laughs> heard of somebody who had somebody do that, and uh, she didn't realize this guy was married. So they have sex, and then after that, he prays to to ask for forgiveness. Oh Lord, <laughs> Mr. Silo, it's been great having you once again on Tasso. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. We appreciate you, and uh, my I've, I've had loads of great reviews about. Uh, your interviews and a lot of my listeners really appreciate your contribution. So thank you so much for being part of this. Oh Lord, um, I wasn't doing this for reviews, but thank you so much for everybody that's reviewing the show. I'm so excited that we are getting reviews as well. Thank you mm. so so much for having me on the show. And remember, like I say, let's be safe. Let's enjoy sex. Let it be for pleasure, not for pain. Thank you. Welcome to my window. Uh huh. I'll make you a smoothie.